Let's be clear about this, guys. We're not going to agree on everything. Are we starting? Yeah. I'm new okay. in town. How was your day? How the fuck was your day? I'm the machine. Machine. You might be a redneck. A bunch of men talking about barbecue grills. Animals must think we're idiots. We're idiots. Since you love me so much. What is this the deal with everything? What's up, everybody? Oh, wow. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Opening the Mic, the podcast that is now sponsored by The Finish Long Drink. And by sponsored, I mean we were provided some of these tasty beverages. Shout um, out, Chris. What's up, buddy? I don't know a lot about the Fins. Uh, they're pretty neutral. They make, a, make a, a strong citrusy beverage. Let me tell you right now, I'm here for it. I fucking love it. What do you think? It took me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Too much for it? They said the strong citrus, and I drank it. I'm like, there's a lot of gin in this can. Yeah, str- not strong as in the citrus flavor strong. Strong as in the strong alcohol. Fuck you up. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm fucked. Wait till you try the cranberry here in a minute. I'm telling you, fuck a truly. For real now. Like, moving forward, like, I'm not just saying that because he gave me a couple cases or whatever. I like it so much better than, like, the truly's and the, okay, let's... Pour one out for one's homies, you know. Mm, all right. Just spill it on the table. Uh, I'm a big fan of gin drinks in the first place. Since uh, not since Ryan Reynolds bought a company, and because I'm gay for him, I decided to go buy that gin and just drink it every night, uh, which I did. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of <laughs> gin drinks. So this is cool. I thought it was a cool can. I don't understand the name Long Drink. Yeah, it's a it's not a great name. Because like whenever I hear the word long, unless you're talking about dick, I can't think of like. A good long? Yeah. It's been a long day. Why the long face? Yeah, there's no good long. It's a long trip. Long Island. Terrible. Yeah. Unless it's Long John Silver's or... fucking slaps. Long dick. (laughs) Long John Silver's or Captain D's. Long John Silver's, 10 out of 10. Why? Well, because, like, (laughs) I was poor. So whenever (laughs) I would come home and you'd see that... That little treasure chest, you know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? Oh, that yeah. was a good day. <laughs> yeah. That was a good day. You're like, wow, I'm so glad my stay-at-home mom couldn't find time in her busy schedule to cook. <laughs> Jeez, I'm so excited. <laughs> she cooked for she couldn't cook for shit. So when I saw that treasure chest, I'm like, I'm about to eat some crunchies. I it, ate some of her cooking. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was. Her spaghetti wasn't bad. It's fucking disgusting. It wasn't bad. It was ground beef and angel hair noodles and no sauce. Yeah. It was fucking disgusting. I liked it. It was like somebody blended. Well, I was also fat and hungry, and usually drunk or high. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I guess we should address the long absence. Uh, Uh, Long drink, long absence. Another bad long. Uh, Yeah, so Opening the Mic was a podcast about two aspiring comedians taking you on their journey from, what did I used to say? Some To real deal. This is a podcast from two aspiring comedians taking you on their journey from open micers to real deal comedians. That's what it used to be. Yeah, we gave up, dude. We didn't give well, yeah, kinda. We uh we gave up. <laughs> um I don't know. I, I guess we'll just go straight into it. Might so well. I haven't been on stage with any new material in six months. Yeah, and I said, Well, it's kinda hard to have a podcast called Opening the Mic about open micers when you don't go to open mics. Yeah. Well, and I've done a couple of shows with some of my older material that I've been asked to do. Um, paid shows and stuff, so I guess technically we are kind of making it into the real comic area. Like you're getting, we're getting paid for some shows and stuff now, and and I've traveled a little bit doing some shows. But I got a new job, and that job was great, and I worked normal hours until the other guy uh, became absent for a while. Uh, he got hurt, and then I had the entire region to myself. So I've literally been working like fifteen hour days, seven days a week. And working man, yeah, just up on a roof sweating. Yeah, doing man's work. <laughs> I am. That's why I have this. This. You growth. are a little broken out right there. Yeah, it's because I sweat and wear sunglasses all day, and it just keeps. You pushing. on the TRT? <laughs> you on the spike? I don't know what that is, but testosterone replacement therapy. No, but if you have any, been thinking about it. <laughs> I'll take some. <laughs> you just see some old red faced dudes in their fifties, but they're walking around just like you know, ready to bump into somebody. I'm old and red faced and have zits. Maybe I am on TRT. I'm about to. Do I they put, mind being. Do they put TRT in Red Bulls and Starbucks Frappuccino glass bottle? Gas station drinks. Whatever Johnny drinks. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so I haven't had uh, time to do anything really, um, but I don't like hate comedy. I haven't given up and like never going to go on stage again. I've just haven't had time. And you have been diehard flipping 
a house right now and also working on your YouTube channel. Yes. So you haven't had much time to do anything either. I came to a so we went to um we went on a trip to Austin to see uh my wife's best friend and his husband. So we went down there just to hang out with them and we were like, Hey, while we're down here, let's go to a comedy show. There's a kid from Basically, our town. You know, right. it's one town over. Right. He's moved to Austin. He's fucking. It's fucking hilarious. It's Lucas McCreary. Thing. He's, uh, he, you know, he's he, he's doing really well down there. He got like notarized, you know, noted by uh, by fucking what's the goofy guy that I don't really care for? Oh God, skinny guy has the podcast. Yeah, fucking kill, kill Tony. Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe, Hinchcliffe. That's it. And fucking Joe Rogan. So and then he got been, asked to do the secret show. Yeah, so we're Lit down comedy. there, and I see the, the Vulcan has the secret show, and you don't know who's going to be there or whatever. Right. Turns out it's just a local showcase, which is cool, because, you know, these are all, like, pretty good comedians. Yeah. So we get down there, and we this is their first comedy show. And while we're there, like, these people keep coming up with these ridiculous intros. It's like, this guy, you might have seen him on tour with Dave Chappelle, pale, pale. No. And I'm like, holy shit. This dude's about to slap. And then they get out there, and I'm like, I've heard open micers. <laughs> Maybe they're working on some new stuff. Yeah. And I just look over, and nobody's really laughing. It's no, nobody's really doing well. You know, Luke is crushed. Uh, the host of the show crushed. Uh, fucking Sam Talent was there. Phenomenal. He's a really good comedian, and he um, he wrote a novel. I thought it was just a self help book for comedians. He's like, he's like, yeah, I got a book, so I went and I bought the audio book, and then I found out it was a novel, and it's heavy. Really? By the end of it, like I've never cried. <laughs> you know, like, I, <laughs> I don't cry at funerals or stuff like this. But by the end of it, I was just like. Why is my face hot? <laughs> so like a like a fiction novel. Yes. Oh. It's about a comedian on the road. Super heavy stuff. But anyways, we're down there. He was great. A few of the comedians were great. A lot of them, not so great. But they have these ridiculous, you know, credits. Every single one of them's done amazing stuff. They've been on Comedy Central. They've been on HBO. They've toured with this person. Yeah. And the whole time I was down there, I was like, and I know this is going to sound super shitty, but I felt like I could do better than some of these people up here. Maybe not better, but I could hang with right, the quality yeah. of the show they're putting out there. Yeah. Because that's my biggest fear in comedy is like, I treat everything as a show. Mm-hmm. So if there's a, a big showcase going on and everybody's crushing, I don't want to be the person that fucks up the show. Right. Because like, if you're a, an audience member and you come out and 10 people crush, you go home and you're like, dude, that was so much fun. We got to go back out. And it just invigorates the scene. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is be a reason that somebody gets up and leave just because I'm not good and I drag everyone else down. Right. And maybe you're closing the don't show. Don't be the problem. You don't exactly. have to be the star. Just don't be the problem. Yeah, if you're closing the show and I cause people to walk because I suck, yeah. you know, now they don't get to see you. And I feel right. bad. So that's a fear of mine. But when I was there, I was like, dude, I I don't, I wouldn't detract from this show. If anything, I might add something to it because it'd right. be different than a lot of the same repetitive shit they were doing. And I was just like, man, I'm not going to move to Austin. I'm not going to move to New York and go on this grind to just do what they're doing. Yeah. And I just I was like, all right, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, I'm just gonna go home and just slip my wrist, I guess. Like, I had the same realization or whatever. It's it's not that I have anything against comedy or have anything against the scene that we've built here. And I say we because we've been here since the beginning of it, um, and it's growing and it grows every day. And there are more spots opening up and more places to do comedy, and people are putting on shows here and there. And it's getting bigger, way bigger, like exponentially from uh, two years ago. There was nowhere within 50, 60 miles to do comedy. Right. And now you can go to a bunch of places. That's awesome. But it also kind of feels like you're spinning your wheels here a little bit. Like, what is the end game here? Because unless you're willing to take time out of your life to travel and go to other places, all you can really hope for is to do the shows here that are available, which is what we're doing already. So I kind of got that feeling, what you're talking about, where it feels like, what am I, what am I doing? What's, what's going on here? And that coincided with me not having any time. And I think it was more of the stressor, whatever from work and always not having any free time. And then like the thing that lost some of my dedication was the comedy because that's the least important thing. It doesn't pay my bills or anything. So I started when you're like, there's too many things on your plate. The thing that's going to have to go is the thing that's not putting food on your plate. Yeah, It's not, it's the thing that's not necessary. And comedy, unfortunately was not necessary as much as I loved doing it. So that's the thing that had to go to the back seat. And I think I got upset that I had to stop doing it. So I started like to, to cope with that, started hating it in my mind. 
So then I like, I called you out on that. Yeah. It's like, I don't think you don't like it. I think you just are mad that you can't do it yeah. or whatever. And, and I agree. 100%. You start coming up with these, like, and everybody does it. It's like when you are in a bad breakup. You're like, man, yeah, she was a fucking bitch anyways. Yeah, I'm like, well, exactly. you didn't think that for the entire time you were with her. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're just trying to protect yourself from unpleasant feelings. 100%. And I, I lost the drive. I, I quit writing. And I've got plenty of time to write. I'm by myself all day, uh, just walking around on people's roofs. So I've yeah. got plenty of time to, and I just, I, I just like distanced myself from it. But, I've now kind of settled down a little bit at work and I think I'm going to get back to writing and doing some open mics and stuff. I, I really want to, uh, the drives back, I guess is what you could say. Like I, I'm thirsty for it again, but I'm now going in with different expectations. Like there's no part of me that thinks I can make it or I could do it as a job or whatever. It's something that I do because I enjoy it and not because there's an end game anymore. Yeah. Which takes a lot of the stress off and makes it more fun, I think. 1,000%. Because that's what happened to me. Is like I was kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? And then because I had some people and comedians and other people like blow smoke up my ass, they're like, dude, you've only been doing this seven months, eight months, whatever the time was. Excuse me, goddamn long drink. They would be like, they were like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, you could actually do this. Like you need to get your ass to like New York or LA or blah, blah, blah. And like, they would blow smoke up my ass. I'm like, I could fucking do this. And then like that seed got planted in my head. I'm like, I could do this. Yeah. If you didn't have a life. I'm no, I'm no, I'm built different. I'm fucking talented. I'm special. I'm blah, blah, fuck off. I'm none of that shit. Yeah. And like, it was putting so much pressure on myself. So when I'd go to a show and I'd see one of my peers do better, all of a sudden, I felt bad because yeah. now it was a competition, and I and I hate that. I'm just like, fuck, damn it! How are they getting better? And I'm I'm not, and like yeah. it started getting my head, and I started overanalyzing, and it took all the fun out of it. Yeah. And then after that little trip to Austin, I was over it for a few weeks, and then I watched another stand up show, and I saw some other people. And I was like, fuck, this looks like fun. It is fun. God damn it, it's fun. You know what? Once you take the once you take the the pressure yeah. off of it, it is so much more fun because the shows I've done since I like changed my mentality on it, like the few that I'd already committed to doing and things. And I didn't like go up before. And that used to be my thing. Like, well, I got to get three open mics working this material before I'll go do it on a show. And it's stuff that I've been doing since day one, literally. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that I didn't need to work that five out anymore, like, you know, it, you're comfortable with it. It's good five, do it. And some other stuff you want to work on. And took that. I had so much more fun at those shows. I'm so much more in the moment. I was able to do crowd work without freaking out and yep. things like that. Like once the pressure is off and you realize that you're just here to enjoy yourself and not to try to prove yourself anymore or whatever we were trying to do at the beginning. And I think we did. Like I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say. I think we proved ourselves to ourselves. Yeah. Like like the the goals we set for ourselves or the standards we set for. I think we hit that. Yeah. I think we did really well straight out of the gate. Very impressive to be as comfortable on stage as we both were from the get-go. Yeah. And I think to we get wrote, laughs. I think we wrote really good stuff. Yeah. And I don't know about that. People always gave me shit for it. <laughs> I mean, it crushes every time. Fuck them. <laughs> so what happened to me was like, that happened, and then it, now it's like when I first started again. Like every time I get on stage, I'm like, fuck, I, I kind of can't miss. Not that I'm doing the best. I don't, yeah. I've never thought of it as a competition. I swear to God I have it. But I'm just like... Is all I want to do is do is add to the show. I don't want to take away from it. Right. So every time I've gotten on stage, I've done really well, and it's because now I'm treating it like just something I do. Yeah. You know, it's a hobby. Like some guys spend a lot of money driving around the country, going on golf, you know, vacations and tournaments, and I'm like, I can do that same shit. I can book shows all over, and this just be my very expensive hobby that I try really hard at. Yeah. And also, it's just like at 32, I don't think I'm going to be able to move to New York and start the grind. And right. take the 10 years that it takes to get good, according to everybody, and gamble on being in my fucking 40s and be like, whoop, <laughs> this is a mistake. Right, yeah. I think it's still possible that I could do something with comedy. Sure. But I also think if I look at other avenues that I'm doing, I'm, I've got a YouTube channel that I'm barely doing anything with. Yeah. I'm posting once every two fucking months, and I've got and some videos that are like at a million views. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, take the Trevor Wallace approach. Where it's like, maybe I start doing comedy sketches, maybe I start doing comedy TikToks, try to grow an audience that way. Yeah. That way, instead of having to grind it out in the cities the way you had to do in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, yeah. take a Gen Z approach to it and just be like, all right, I've got some skills doing this. I love creating. And if the thing that I like is creating, let's create. And if I don't have the ability to do 10 open mics in a night, that's fine. You can 
workshop some jokes in the form of a tweet or a TikTok or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. Which brings us to the next point, uh, possibly in the near future. We've been discussing. Let us know what you think. Uh, maybe doing some sketch comedy stuff. Filming some some YouTube videos of just sketch comedy, just you know SNL type stuff. Because there's so many things that we want to do on stage. I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to take the time to set this up. This idea makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. But I can't get the audience to see what's on my head. I'm like, right. all right, cool. And a lot of the stuff we do is long form. Mm -hmm. Like half of the stuff that makes us laugh is you know it would take ten minutes to tell it as a joke, and you get five minutes at an open mic. So there's really no way to work it in. So to Right. And the other huge benefit, especially for me, because of the way my work is and everything else, is you don't have to have a commitment three months from now where it's like, hey, can you do a show in October? You don't have to think like that. It's like, hey, can you film today? Yeah. Yeah. I've got two hours. Let's, you know, shoot something. That so. is one thing that like sucks for us because like we both struggle with commitments because yeah. we don't like saying no. So we say yes. Yeah. And then it comes up and we're like, fuck, because we're just, we're not organized. No, not even a little no, bit. No. Like, some people know exactly what day. Oh, that's three Thursdays from now. That's right after when I'm doing this thing. I don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. And then it just pops up. Like, I'm doing a show at the Wallace on Saturday, and I had no fucking idea. And I'm like, when did I say yes to this? Because he asked, like, 60 days in advance. Yeah, yeah. And that motherfucker starts rolling up, and I'm like, God damn it. Yep. I'm like, I've got so many things I was supposed to do that day. And it's like, I want to go do the show. Yeah. But then it almost becomes an inconvenience, because it's like, dang it. That's why I think I'm going to go back to doing more open mics and not doing as many shows because the open mic is one of those things. that's like, Hey, I happen to be free on a Wednesday night. You know, like I'm not going to get into like my new job or anything, but basically I don't know what I'm going to be working until the night before the next day. I, I opened up a business and the way I get paid is based on some things that I don't know about until the night before. So I literally don't know what I'm going to be doing or where you're going to be at. Three weeks from now. I don't yeah. know where I'm going to be, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing. So I can't say, yes, I'll do a show, because I could be in the middle of North Carolina on somebody's roof at 6 p.m. on a random day in October. So I do know on a Tuesday night, hey, I don't have anything going on late tomorrow night. I can go to that Wednesday night open mic. So I'm going to try to get back to some open mics, but it's going to be tough because a lot of people ask me to do shows um, in which the surrounding Which pisses me areas. off, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and... I have to, I'm just gonna have to tell them no, which I hate to do because yeah. it's like it's an honor to be asked to do a show. It's still that's still like huge to me. Is like someone wants me to come on a weekend because they value my comedy enough to ask me to do it, and I'm just gonna have to say no because I don't know right. Yeah, now. it's so weird because have they heard your comedy? <laughs> it's not good. Well, that's weird because uh, the people who have heard it are the ones who keep asking me to come back and do it. I don't so. know. It's like fucking. What are they? <laughs> Were they not paying attention? I don't think so. <laughs> that's, that's it weird. sucks because it's the usually the people from Knoxville, and it's just like you're like, dude, you didn't do that bad. I'm like, really? Haven't been asked back yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not as good as me. Yeah. I think it's so. like they look and they're like, okay, we can take one guy from Bristol. Oh, what is? Is that my belt over there? Is that my championship belt? Oh yeah. First place championship that. belt. Yeah. That was such a sweet victory. It was so sweet. It gave me diabetes. Let's hear the bell. We update. Diabetes. One more time, I was talking. One more time. Diabetes. So Travis made some changes to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Travis mentions took diabetes. Us three months to add a so clip. often that I told him I wanted a diabetes bell, so that every time he brings up something to do with diabetes, losing his foot, eating too much, whatever, it's what it's like his go-to joke is diabetes. I want a bell to bring notice to the fact that he has brought it up yet again. So that bell diabetes. sounds like this. Diabetes. One more time. Diabetes. I love that so much. Diabetes. <laughs> just, make, just do that for the rest of the show. Fuck it. We've had a lull. Just, 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 just diabetes bill. I think so, I talk about diabetes so much because it, it's taken most of my family. It's like the fucking plague. Diabetes. <laughs> I didn't say the word. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, it's literally when I, I can't say the word. No, it's not when you say the word. I'm just saying when it comes up. As a joke. Yeah. Only as a joke. Or but when I'm talking about the sugar, I'll call in the bell when I need to. Diabetes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Man, fuck this. I'm gonna talk about the half of my family that died of heart disease. <laughs> Eula got got by congestive heart failure. My other grandmother, Roma, she's in a goddamn uh, shock vest. A what? Like, I don't, I don't I don't know. My family's so bad at details. Is that like a thunder vest for dogs? <laughs> <laughs> so they get scared of storms. <laughs> 
Nana's getting nervous again. Put her in her vest. She's like, Fourth of July came around. She's real spooky. We found her in the bathtub, just shaking. Why do dogs just climb in the bathtub? I've never had a dog climb. They avoid the bathtub because that's where baths are. No, a dry bathtub whenever there's a storm. We used to have this big-ass Great Pyrenees that would just jump in it. Just like, (laughs) breathing all fucking spazzing out. I've never had a dog get in the bath. Except for Miles Strange Shepherd. That's just because he wanted a bath. Like, oh, God, the sky demons are back. Like, All right, so there's there's an update on what's going on. Oh, wait, we uh, can't just brush over Roma like that. I Come thought you on. were done. No, anyways, I get a fucking phone call that my grandmother, you know, they, she's been complaining about heartburn for two weeks. And I'm like, Which, j- just to clarify, her name is Roma, like the tomato. Yeah, with an I. An I. That would be Romy. It's it's Romia. Her dad never graduated any school, and he was his name was... Uh, I don't fucking remember, but it had an eye in it. So all of his kids, he just slammed an eye in the name. He's like, name's Roma? You know what would look better? With an eye. And he just <laughs> slipped eyes and everything. Peyton? With an eye. Her name's Romina? Romia. There's no N in there. Oh, okay. God, gun. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, fu- I'm the Keep fucking up. weirdo for not knowing about your tomato mama. Yeah. <laughs> now, mama made her. She was. <laughs> Sweet lady. Uh, she, she was a slave driver for a while. Yeah. She was my only source of income for much of my life. I would just go over there and I would work all day for fucking hours. And she'd be like, she'd try to hand me $5. I'm like, nah, you don't have to do that. And she'd be like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, are you fucking joking? I just did thousands of dollars worth of Mexican labor. I don't know what the white people charge, but it was a lot. (laughs) I'm talking fucking roofing, repairing, fucking rafters, all kinds of crazy shit. And for five bucks, and I'm like, all right. How's that long drink treating you? I'm almost out. I'll take you a cranberry if you got one. So I, I get a call. To have just that for you. I get a call and uh, you know she's had said she's had heartburn forever. I was like, Dad, take her to the fucking doctor. You know because my whole family doesn't believe in doctors. Right, like they yeah. just think they're not real. I think that's all hillbilly folk. Yeah, they're like, uh-uh. It's like because you remember your great grandmother? We took her to the doctor once, had cancer and died. I'm like, well, yeah, it's because you waited until she was like unresponsive on the floor. To take her to the doctor so they could be like, oh, yeah, you should have been here like years earlier when she first started complaining about. That's why everyone who gets cancer in our culture, it's like super advanced. (laughs) But also cancer around here is like a myth. It's like, I don't believe in it. Yeah. (laughs) If I say you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Hey, if the Lord's ready to take me. (laughs) I will say this. I know we're jumping all around here. I will say this. I, I assume every redneck school had an assembly where they bring people to try to like teach a message to the kids. You yeah. all remember that half face fuck that would just come by? <laughs> and like, I chewed dip one time and now I'm out. And then his face is all disfigured. Sorry about your luck. I know. But also, you scared the shit out of everybody. He's like, I got hair on my tongue now because they replaced it with skin from my gooch. And it's just like, I have to shave my tongue. And I'm like, we're like, oh God. You know how many people dip in this area? All of them. You know how many, you know how many instances of mouth cancer I've ran across? Zero. I'm starting to believe, like, you know what? I don't think it's real. I think it's, I, I mean, it's government style. <laughs> I saw a YouTube, and this was like well before the frogs were gay. This was like OG conspiracy YouTube. Woo! Uh, I saw a video that was like, there are no, absolutely zero studies that show like any form of cancer from dip alone. Is that not amazing? Yeah, but why is like Zoolander just. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't I can't you can't be doing that. I, I You know we can see your search, right? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned your grandma and remember her Oh no, hair it's it's Brom so, like it's Brom Stroker's Dracula. <laughs> Kayla cut this bitch's hair cuz that's what she wanted after she had her little life vest on and she's like I just want my hair cut and it looked like just a nice little old lady. she's fucking 90 million years old. Yeah. And she's all in fucking dirt and they go to cut her hair. And she's got these shitty scissors that bend. Yeah. And they're metal scissors, but they're bent. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> Kayla goes to cut her and she's just like, I don't, I don't fucking know. So then my grandmother, I'm like, I'm like, I'll walk in the kitchen, start talking to other relatives. Cause you know, people just show up when they think you're going to die. Yeah. So I'm talking to other relatives, which they're all fucking weird. And then like my grandmother comes in, she goes, how do I look? <laughs> I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> like fucking Dracula. Get back, bitch. Just look up Braum Stroker's Dracula, the movie from the 90s. How do I look? You don't have to. I'm telling the audience. Braum Stroker's Dracula, and that is what my fucking grandmother looked like. And it's Kayla's fault. Yeah, that right there. Yeah, that's her. Oh, Romeo. You did oh, you that. you did that to an innocent woman? Oh, yeah. She wanted it. That's what she wanted. 
And then I go, everybody tell her, look how good it is. <laughs> but I can't. Everybody's like, oh my God. <laughs> there was a period of my life where I would code switch like crazy. I'd been around my grandmother and I wouldn't cuss. Yeah. And I would change accents. Like I would talk one way around, you know, I'm going to talk like this. No accent yeah. around certain people. Damn. This one's much better, by the way, long drink. I'm sorry. This is like a fucking cracked out podcast. <laughs> this one's much better. Uh, just because it's not straight liquor. Like, <laughs> that was good. That That's the party can. That's why it's in the black can. Like yeah. black label. Because you black out. This cranberry shit is dangerous. Is it that's not like good. you can't? It's like so good. No money changed hands here. Like this is just yeah. good quality drink. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. This is not a sponsorship at all. We have a buddy we went to high school with who works for this company. And he was like, hey, you should try that next time on your podcast. I'll get you a couple of cases. I just went and bought the cases. He didn't even get them for us. But like. It's my new drink. For this the thing's so sweet, I feel like I could get the beatus. Hit me with the bell. Diabetes. All right. We're abusing the bell. Yep, we are. Okay, let's wrap up a couple of things because we've right, left yeah, loose ends going everywhere. All right, okay. So just Tomato real quick, my mama. grandmother, Angina, you know, she thought it was uh, fucking heartburn. So get her to the hospital. And because they live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, the doctor's like, like, we don't have a pharmacist that comes in until nine, so we can't get your heparin drip, right? So just deal with that. And then like... Through the night because she had to wait so long. They're like, "Yeah, we got to get you a stent in because you got ninety five percent blockage in one of your arteries." Yeah, well, you'll need like, a stent oh, yeah, for that. Yeah. You'll have that. And then he's like, "Well, he, he should be the doctor who can do that should be in in the morning about six o'clock." And then it's like, "Well, he decided he wanted to have breakfast, so we had to wait until ten to get you in to get your stent." And between six and ten is when my grandmother decided to throw like a massive fucking heart attack, dude. And like, yeah, she could die at any minute. <laughs> but we got her in the okay, and then she got well enough to come home. And they're like, so we put her in this uh, this life vest, and it's just like a fucking, like a bulletproof vest that's just full of like electrodes. So Granny starts to go at ninety fucking, what she just turned ninety two years old. Wow. And I'm like, at ninety two, if she starts to go, just let her be with her people. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> she's outlived everyone she's ever gonna know. Just yeah. let her go. <laughs> But they're like, no, we got to shock her. So she's walking around with this big-ass fucking battery she's got to plug up. <laughs> like a mind and, and everybody's like being so sweet and nice to her for the first time ever. And like I said, I can't not be myself anymore. So like when I see her, I'm like, like, God damn, Grandma. You think it gives you like superpowers? You kind of like Iron Man right now? More like, you know, Rusty Brittle Man or something? I'm like, hey, Mom, don't unplug Grandma when you're trying to plug in your phone tonight. It's like, Mama, if they won't let you watch Perry Mason... You be sure to grab her and just crank the fucking voltage. <laughs> just hug the shit out of her and just take her with you to the land of the sweet beyond. So it's a it's a vest that like it's like a wearable defib- defibrillator. Okay. All so right. if her heart stops, <laughs> so she could just be sitting there and be like, "Yeah, it's okay. Look at my." <laughs> I wish it had a remote. She got kids fucking mad around. She's like. <sighs> And you can just see, she's at the point in her life where she's weighing, it's like, do I do what I need to do to stay alive, or do I just, just say, fuck it? Let the sweet embrace of the nighttime take me. <laughs> Hello, death. <laughs> God, have I been waiting for you. Bring what, your sickled ass over here. <laughs> what else were we talking about we left wide open? Code switching? How yeah. we used to do that a lot? Diabetes. No. <laughs> Not like Code Red. We're gonna have to take the bell. Remember from some Mountain it. Dew. Gonna... <laughs> I was thinking about Long John Silver's that got me thinking about like, do you remember like two liters of of soda? Yeah. When's the last time you put one to your lips and just fucking went ninety degrees with that bitch? <laughs> More recent than I'm comfortable admitting. I'm sure. I started thinking about that because somebody was like, it was like some TikTok where they were trying to see how woke somebody is. And like, do you stand with Ukraine? And I was like, do I stand with Ukraine? I'm like, yeah, sure. But I actually, kind of no though. Because, but it's not for conventional reasons. It's because I worked at Food Lion when I was 15. Misha. And Misha was fucking there, too. And he's like, lazy Americans. All these fucking lazy Americans. But then you'd like, remember that one time he fell asleep on a pallet of goddamn paper towels? He was and, the laziest person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And then he was like, and then like Miss Neil, who was a bitch. I can confirm. She was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she just socked him, dude. And she's like, get up, you lazy piece of shit. And he gets up and she goes, Miss Neil, she waked me up when I was napping. I'm like, yeah, dude, you can't sleep on the clock. And he goes, but I was tired. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so already I think Ukrainians are lazy. Because like, <laughs> making brass generalizations. Was he Ukrainian? Yes. Oh, okay. A thousand percent. I, I always yeah. assumed Russian. So. <clears throat> no, he was what's Ukrainian. The, what's the fucking difference? A lot, dude. To us, what's the difference? Whoa. <laughs> 
Whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, cancel right. my ass. I don't give a shit. I didn't know this was opening the clan. <laughs> <laughs> opening the Reich. <laughs> oh, my God. There's oh. a podcast out there. I want to uh, keep talking about Misha. We'll, we'll go back. Okay. There's a podcast out there, and we're going to go into this after this, but there's a podcast out there. I can't remember the guys who do it, but it's uh, called Are You Garbage? And it is two like New York, New Jersey guys, and they just have other comedians on and then ask them a series of questions to determine if they're like trashy people or not. And it's a lot of like how you grew up questions. So we would fail with like the, the Bro, intro. I have yet to hear a question. I'm not like, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, they did this one thing, too. Like, okay, sorry, don't cancel me. But they had this thing they were trying to show, like, what white privilege was. And they had a field of white people and yeah. then some black kids just sprinkled in there. Yeah. And they were like, have you, if you've never had your phone bill, your phone service cut off, take a step forward. And I'm like, I'm on the back line. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be stepping it's like, right now. If you've never been sure what you were eating for dinner or if a meal was even coming, take a step forward. I'm like, Still on that back line with you. <laughs> yeah. They get to the very end, and the last question is like, is your parents still together? I'm like, finally, my privilege kicks in. I didn't even get a move on that one. <laughs> Dude, you'd be on the back row the whole time. You know, checkers, you know, that asshole who doesn't move off the back row so you can't yeah. win? That was you the whole time. I'm going to, I mean, I guess it's kind of stealing another people's podcast, but after we finish talking about Misha, I want to ask you a couple of the questions because I know the answers to it. I mean, we grew up together, but it's you'd like be stuff. Surprised. It's no, it's stuff that like, Stuff that I didn't even know made you trashy. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's super trashy. Well, have you ever just taken a finger and opened up a country crock thing of margarine and just scooped it and ate it as a child because you thought that was no, a No, they treat? don't even go that deep. It's, oh, okay. I mean, it's like, it's super simple stuff. It's like, that's that's what the, like, nice house people did when I was growing up. They like, don't I just, was so far trash. They don't just read Jeff Foxworthy jokes and no. have you answer them? No, because it's not. Have you ever? used a country crock tub as Tupperware. It's not redneck stuff. It's garbage people. Like it can, it can happen to anyone. Basically, is the way they look at it. Like, what's the name of the store, the grocery store your mom shopped at growing up? And if it's like not a name brand, it's yeah. like you know, Darcy's or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's a, that's a trash answer. Grants, yeah, Acme, <laughs> Deskins, Piggly Wiggly before I shut down. <laughs> Uh, and then you know it's a it's a bunch of stuff like have you ever done this have you ever done that it's a it's a hilarious podcast but I would like to touch on some of those things here in a little bit but anyway my mom is a literal garbage human because I <clears throat> something I was real insecure about is every time we go on fucking vacation that bitch just didn't have luggage and I'm like luggage <laughs> is available they give it away it's at yard sales it's a thing you can acquire two dollars at Goodwill you can you stack can acquire up. some luggage like I thought it was like something in life like man it's gonna be really hard to get a Tesla not luggage right you can get it anywhere they uh-huh. sell it at Ross dress for less it's in the title <laughs> so I bought my mom some really nice luggage I bought my dad some really nice luggage right and then we still take them on vacations and stuff because if we don't they're not gonna go yeah because we're trash people yeah we're trash people and I'm just like and it's oh god I try to get them on planes and take them to nice places and like getting them through airport security it's just like just like they're trying to take my wallet <laughs> and he just makes it, it's like uh-uh. they made me step to the side and like him and mom can't go through the fucking the x-ray machine together he fucking flips shit and he's like uh-uh, someone's gonna steal her and rape her in the bathroom <laughs> have you seen mom <laughs> No one's interested. Never going to happen. <laughs> Never going to happen. He's like, that won't let me take the dip on the plane. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so I bought mom luggage and we t- go to this vacation thing and she shows up. She gets out of the car and I see hefty bag luggage and I'm like, God damn it. It takes me back to my childhood and we'd show up to a hotel and all of our shit was just in trash, in trash bags. bags. I'm like, wow, it's uh, everything's kind of loose in there. <laughs> just everything's rolling around. All right. <laughs> Fuck, I've got toothpaste on everything again. How does this keep happening? <laughs> I, uh. I... <laughs> <laughs> they can't see that. <laughs> All right, what did you Google? <laughs> <laughs> so, my mom has had a tanning addiction since she was 21. And I've tried to make fun of this on stage and people get mad at me, but she has. And there's all these bitches with just oompa loompa orange skin. And that's my mom, dude. (laughs) Right there looks exactly (laughs) like your mom. Wait, that's my mom. What is that? Donna? Yeah, that's her. Who is that? I got to see the hands. Oh, my God. Well, she ain't that bad. She got mom beat. She got my nose, though. 
<laughs> Why is Mark Cuban in this? <laughs> really tan orange woman. Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban. So we, I wanted to make a bit out of this, but it's one of those long form. It would be, I think it'd be funny as a skit, but uh, my family has always went to Myrtle Beach for vacation because we're trash people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we finally got one set together where there was going to be like four family units going. So it was like my mom and stepdad and me and my sister. And then my uncle was bringing his kids and then my grandma and then my other uncle was bringing his kids. So there's going to be a bunch of us. So instead of getting hotels, like we normally do, we were going to get a beach house. Yeah. All going to, we're all going <laughs> to stay in this tough memory. Sorry. Take choked up about it, man. <laughs> we're all going to stay in this big beach house. And it's like one of my, one of those memories that like, you can still vividly remember, and it's not a good memory. It's a, it's one of those. It's like you can't get rid of, even though you're kind of you see Aunt Carolyn's ass for the first time, and you don't know how you feel about it. <laughs> it so, was tan and smooth, and I don't know what to do with that. We used to, my uncle and my stepdad, and my mom, we'd, we'd all gather around the you know floor model PC <laughs> for hours at a time, weeks and weeks at a time. Oh, the family computer. Yeah, the family, and we would gather around and search beach houses. And we would just click through all the pictures and be like, I don't like that one. I like that. It was like, that was our, that was half the vacation. Oh, yeah. Getting to search for the beach house, right? So we finally pick one, whatever. We go to Myrtle Beach, but we've never been to a beach house. And for whatever reason, my mom and grandma assume that there will be nothing in this home. We'll get there and it'll just be empty walls. They're not going to furnish anything. Oh, so they were like bringing couches and shit? Bro. <laughs> Because we're trash, my stepdad had a truck with a camper shell. Right? Oh, standard, yeah. And that motherfucker was full. For seven days, just our family, full. I'm talking, we took every set of bed sheets we had. I was afraid there was just going to be nothing on the beds, I guess. And I was young and didn't know. I was like seven years old, so I'm just like, well, they're the adults. They know what's going on. We took all of our pots and pans we hit a Walmart run on the way and bought groceries. Dude, we moved to Myrtle Beach for six days. Everything we owned was in the back of this truck and in the front seat is where we kept four igloo coolers full of all of the groceries because stuff's going to be more expensive in South Carolina and we yep. can't afford $2 bread. We got to get the $1.96 bread here. That was right, though. Copenhagen is more expensive in South Carolina. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like we can get bread. We can afford bread. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Because the front of the truck was completely full of all these igloo coolers, me and my best friend at the time <laughs> decided... Who went with you on this one? Jordan. Jordan. Barnett. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> we rode all the way to South Carolina in the camper shell, just laid across the top of black Do you like how I got defensive over who was your best friend? <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was kind of bitchy. I didn't know you yet. It's okay. It was, it was before you, sweetie. What was his name? <laughs> We rode all the way there in the camper of this truck, 100 fucking degrees, in a metal camper top. Of course, there's no AC back there, and we're just laying on plastic trash bags. It was a, like, solid pool of sweat. What's going on, buddy? I'm disconnected. I have been the whole show. Keep going. Continue. Anyway, we rode all the way down there in the back of this truck, sweating our balls off. We got down to our underwear within six miles of leaving the house, and we rode all the way there. Every time someone would pass us, we would like flex at them, like we were gonna whip their ass <laughs> at seven year. And like the people who go to Myrtle Beach are the type of people who would fight a seven year old. So it's just like these like what's that kid say? <laughs> it's like these frat bros with backwards hats and eyebrow piercings coming up through there, and they're fucking lifted trucks or they're squatted Civics, and they're like, "Fuck you, bitch! Fuck you!" And we're like, "Come on, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do, bitch? Come on, suck it!" <laughs> And of course we got there and there were magically there were sheets on the bed and there were pots and pans so they could cook instead of you're going to go out to eat every night anyway. Why are you bringing all that shit? Dude, preach. But I will never forget the night before leaving. That's the memory I was talking about leaving for Myrtle Beach and just being stuck in the back of that truck, just just assembly lining trash bag fulls of shit into the back of that truck. That's how trashy we were. We didn't even know how to vacation properly, but you're luggage story about trash bag luggage made me think triggered that. that yeah dude the amount of times that like <sighs> Myrtle Beach we're going there this year and why? it's just because like why we feel bad every once in a while for my parents and we try to take them nicer places every we year. try to take them on cruises which is like 
the white trash way to like see the world. Yeah. And we try to take you know we it's my favorite Walmart. <laughs> I fucking love I fucks with St. Pete hard. St. Pete, Florida. I hate Florida. Cut the whole thing off. St. Pete is my jam. I love it. I've never been, but you keep telling me I gotta go. Downtown St. Petersburg is cool. There's all kinds of cool little hipster coffee shops and restaurants and bars and love it. And uh, St. Pete Beach is like, it, it hasn't changed since the 70s. So it's this kitschy little fucking beach town. Yeah. So what you think of, like Jaws could pop up at any moment because it's just 70s beach shit everywhere. It looks awesome. And they're famous for smoked fish. So you'll just drive by and you'll pull up at a place and you get Dollar Miller Lights and you can eat smoked mullet and weird shit. And I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do it. It's cool. So I, I took my parents there thinking it was going to be awesome. Hell for a fucking plane ride. Because my mom's got to have her jerk off jerkins fucking face cream. That's I'm like, mom, you can't have anything that's more than a few ounces on the plane. And she's got like six jars of this shit. <laughs> she's throwing a fit because TSA won't let her have it. And she's like, but tear, they're taking my crit and just losing her shit. I like, I can't, I know your parents very well. Oh yeah. And I can't think of a more miserable situation than trying to get Donna through airport security. Oh, and then when you're on the plane and he goes, boo. And mom's like, what's that? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure if like we're crashing, that's not what the sound of an engine blowing up sounds like. It doesn't yeah. sound like, boo. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, we're flying like shithole airline. We're flying like fucking Spirit, Allegiant, Frontier, or whatever the hell. Yeah. So she was like, boo. Please make sure to put your <laughs> kiss your asshole goodbye. <laughs> In the event of an emergency, you fucked. <laughs> In the event of the emergency. I don't know. Let's hope it don't happen. Just imagine this. The pilot we got couldn't make it at Delta, so <laughs> the landing going to be bumpy. <laughs> he's also trying to get sober before we hit the ground, so like, he say he going to land in 10 minutes. Guess what? No, he ain't. <laughs> he's going to circle 14 fucking times, and then you're going to hit, bop, bop. You're going to hit the ground and go, bop, bop, and then it's going to take us forever to find that little fucking staircase, because you ain't in a real terminal. It's gonna look like on the tarmac. No, so. every time you get like done with the Legion, like you get to it, you see the nice airport. You're like, damn, that looks cool as shit. And you're over here like fucking <laughs> war criminals. Oh no, you can't be with us. What is this? A POW you camp? Can't sit with us, okay? I feel one step, one step better than like the Afghanis that were hanging out to the wing of this transport place. Yeah, but they're cheap though. They're so cheap though. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we get down there, and we're just like showing himself, like, look at the pristine crystal clear water look at the cool beach stuff isn't this awesome and they're like all right cool where's the strip we can go cruise i'm like what maybe we can find us an arcade wonder where i can get an airbrush t-shirt i'm like I, you can't take the white trash you can't take nope. the myrtle beach out of these people nope i tell you my grandma man. <laughs> oh big yep she is her and donna are they're very similar in the way they approach the outside world. Yeah. If mom, if you, if Peggy wore a little more turquoise yeah. <laughs> and seemed it's a little like, more cracked out, and she's dead now, R.I.P. When I say turquoise, I mean the stones that clearly came from like some Indian sweatshop <laughs> that she bought from a Mexican at a flea market. Yeah. Turquoise, but it's like the it's not a Karen, but it's Karen esque where it's like the world should bend to my will. Like, whatever, like, why are people inconveniencing me? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, this is the way the whole world works. You're the one who's different. It's like, yeah, but that's the way I want it. <clears throat> so, I could talk shit about my mom for days. <laughs> yeah. So we go to, uh, my, my cousin's having a, a basketball tournament in New York City. It's like advanced AAU, whatever bullshit. So we go up. Is that for, like, a, retards and stuff? <laughs> no, AAU's like for, like... <laughs> Like wheelchairs and shit, <laughs> supreme athletes or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, he got into some kind of tournament, and uh, we go to New York to watch him. And to um, you know, Peggy, you spend yeah. a lot of time around her as much as I spend around your mom. Imagine taking her and trying to explain the subway or <laughs> a taxi because <laughs> she's straight up out the trailer hood, hillbilly as fuck. Oh my god! And like I, we were in Philly. We, we stopped in Philly for a couple nights, and me and my uncle had had so much of my grandma at this point, just like mad at the world that they don't have fresh Folgers and a place to smoke. <laughs> so, and every, I need fresh Folgers and a place to smoke. <laughs> yeah. And we'd had so much of her. I flagged down a cab. I put her in the cab. I gave the guy like a $50 bill, and I was like, take her to the Holiday Inn and kick her out. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she's like, what if he takes me? I'm like, he don't want you. <laughs> so we put her in a cabin center home, and then me and him proceeded to get absolutely hammer face drunk at a Dave and Buster's on the water, Fuck which yeah. was sick. But we went into the subway with my grandma, and she's one of those people It's like, this is the way I do the world. And if it doesn't do it correctly for me, then it's broken. Yep. So, like, there's tokens. You have tokens or whatever. You got to put change in. No, it's just regular quarter. That's what it is, regular quarters. Well, now they've switched all those fucking Metro cards yeah. and shit. And you got to put it in to get through this swinging gate. It's like a revolving door gate thing. Like, Yeah, you know, just jump the turnstile, Peggy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and she won't slow down. So she's, like, throwing them in there, and it won't register. So it takes $2 off of her. And I'm like, slow down, feed them one at a time until you see it beep. And we're all on the other side. She's on the other side. And now she's getting nervous because she thinks we're going to leave her. I'm just stuck in this subway. Subway? <laughs> the subway turnstile. We're just going to get on it and leave. Fuck so you, starts, Peggy. <laughs> she starts getting angrier and angrier. And then she slows way down. And she puts like 50 cents in. She's like, I'll just wait here all day. And then it resets. So now she loses like another dollar fifty. <laughs> and she is getting so fuming mad. Finally, I'm like, give me your quarters. And I like reach over and put them in and the thing works. And she gets to and she throws her purse against the wall. <laughs> Fucking Werther's and Salem 100s go everywhere. <laughs> I'll show them. Shit. I'll show the whole state That's in New like, York. <laughs> I ain't never using this subway again. I'm like, yeah, that two bucks that you were going to give them tomorrow is going to shut New York City down. She's so mad. And the thing that makes her the maddest is no one cares. Yep. She's used to. She's like, having an existential crisis. Yeah. And everybody else is just going on about their day. Yeah, and New York's New York. the wrong place to try to get sympathy. Dude. Right. That's the thing. And and she's used to being here. Like if she raises her voice a little bit at a diner, Be like oh, the excuse me, man, not hot enough. They're like everyone turns and like let's fix this woman's problem. But in New York, she's throwing her purse against the wall, and people are just walking over her shit and not looking at her. And she's like, I hate this place. <laughs> and I'm like, I bet you too. God damn it, white trash people. My mom's just like, if we go to a restaurant. Yeah. The thing that pisses me off is she just doesn't get the world and she's still trying to be a bitch about it. That it, 100%. She's like, "Can I get a water with lemon? Do you have lemon?" And she doesn't know she's being a bitch, but she's like, "Yeah, honey, we've heard of fucking lemon." Like, <laughs> what is this lemon you speak of? I don't know what I'll see if I can pull one together for you. <laughs> oh, let me go climb a tree. Uh, my uh, dad. <laughs> okay, we went to uh it was for Christmas in a cabin one year because it's you know kind of our thing, white trash. So we did Christmas in a cabin in Smokies. Yeah, you do it every year. Yeah, and dad, my dad was repoing cars. Remember that time in my life? Yeah, fucking pretty sick. I remember helping. I remember helping. Fuck yeah, you dude. Track people down. That's how Facebook. white trash I am. Is like I invited all my friends and I brought my girlfriend on several, several, several repos. I remember us spending hours sitting around your kitchen table. Building fake Facebook profiles to and catfishing with people. To, to it was the most. Okay, first off, if you're a dumb son of a bitch who doesn't pay your Cavalier payment, <laughs> and some bombshell blonde just adds you out of the blue on Facebook with no friends, don't give them your address. Shoot you a hay with three or four was could have been us. <laughs> I remember doing that. I remember building fake profiles and then dude texting me like hey with like three was. I didn't even get on like Google. I'm like I need to find some. Just generic trashy looking girl. I'm like, who's a trashy looking girl? So I picked a chick from high school. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's fine. Where's that bitch at nowadays? I think she went gay for a little bit and then went straight and then went gay again. All I remember was like there was this big write up about her because she like, oh my God, can we cut all this from the podcast? Yeah. I'm just going to tell you this. God, that cranberry got me loose, dude. Just just bleep her name out. I just remember the like it was whenever topics was popping off. Remember topics? Yeah. It was like Reddit. Remember when before you faked your death on topics anyway? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I fucking quit. Alright. Alright. Real that. quick, everybody was like posting shit on topics, and I was just like, man, I'd like to have some see what kind of dramas are about me. And, and then I was like, hey, I had this kid as a student a few years ago. I hadn't seen him in a while. Just wondering if he's still alive. I heard that he'd gotten sick and died. And not a single solitary motherfucker said anything. Not a he's gay, not a nope. I was like, I wasn't even worthy of a response on the hottest social media app in the Tri-Cities, dude. <laughs> Thing was bumping. Anyways, so. That's okay. The only comment I ever got was on a topic about my wife, and everyone's like, hey, what's going on with this chick? They may know what she's doing nowadays, and 
couple of guys were like, uh, you know, I don't know, but I'd like to hit it. And then a couple of guys were like, she's a disgusting bitch, you know. <laughs> and then somebody's like, I heard she's with John Murphy now. That dude looks like he needs to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody call my dad? And, Ouch. Dude, they talked about my parents on there. They called, they said my dad looked like Dirty Mario and my mom looked like a leather purse. Yeah, I mean, and I was like, and then after that, I changed their photos on my phone to Mario, to Mario in a leather purse. <laughs> For a while, she was Peggy Hill. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is Donna for sure. Yep. <clears throat> anyway. But yeah, so the, the chick, chick that I used to for my catfish photos. God, I'm a piece of shit. I forgot <laughs> I did this. Saying it out loud makes you realize, like, wow, I'm not a good person. <laughs> Never okay. going to be president. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't need to Google image search purses. Like, I know what one looks like. Dude, that one's pretty fucking fire, though. Plume leather messenger bag. That's looks, a messenger bag, not a purse. It's pretty for, fucking sick. That's, that's a satchel. Unisex. Indiana Jones would have that. Come on, man. Leather person, you know, it's just thing. Can we talk about how creepy it was when Joe Biden just whispered and nobody made a meme about that? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like, watch politics. Come or on, it's good for the economy. What? I'm like, Trump was funny, but that was legitimately hilarious. He was talking at a State of the Union. He's like, anyway, so I'm the president. president come on, come on, man. It's good for the economy. <laughs> he just creepily started whispering. People are waiting for relief. Yes. I got them. One point relief so far they're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week for child care a lot has been happened already consequential is the 10th largest nuclear power plant is this shit show pod bro pod's coming off the rails yeah we may need to just start over but whenever he was like he goes it's covered economy (laughs) why did he do that i got a trillion dollars i heard if you whisper it makes people anyways <clears throat> so, this chick, chick used to use her catfish. Yeah, we used to use her catfish photos. All right, <laughs> let's get past that. I'm struggling with it. Uh, she was on topics, and people That's were gotta like, be illegal. People were, yeah, for sure. People, <laughs> uh, allegedly, none. All, all this is made up. None of this is real. <laughs> Fucking making all this up. It's all false. So anyway, this is a fake story that I think would be better if I finished it. Um, <laughs> I'm on topics, and oh, which is like Reddit. If you've never. Been on top, you know, because it's not around anymore. They had to shut that shit down. A little too volatile. So I took a shower and no one had anything to talk about. It. This girl was on there, uh, and uh, some people were like, "Yeah, dude, my boy hooked up with her. She got a mad dark shithole." <laughs> like what? People were like, "Yeah, dude, her butthole is dark." And then it just goes on and on about like people talking all this shit about her about different stuff, and it goes on for like twenty pages of threads. And finally, she got on there and she's like, "Oh my god, you guys!" And so she talks. Don't have anything better to talk about than this. This is so sad and pathetic. All right, so just take this from me, the girl who got out. I'm over it. And then nothing happens for like six weeks. And then one lone commenter posted goes, "So I gotta know, does she have a dark pooper or not?" <laughs> I mean, that's not something you say. All this drama goes on. And there was just like two random comments talking about she has an extremely dark anus. That (laughs) anus a little dark. And this guy was just like waiting. He's watching all this. And I'm just, he's getting his updates. And he's like, is that how the story ends? The fucking movie just went to black. And I don't even know what happened about her anus. Is it dark or not? He was waiting for her to defend it, but she didn't say shit. So (laughs) I don't know. That's a that's a time in your life. That's, that's a, a dark that story. That's a thing that happened. It's a surprisingly <sighs> dark story. <laughs> How much time have we done? That's a good pod. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we leave off. Code switching. We can talk about that later. <clears throat> all right. So to sum all this up, opening the mic. Yes, microphone. As in, that's what we're going to be talking on. We're going to be creating on this. I'm talking sketch comedy. I'm talking. Open mics, I'm talking roadshow comedy. We'll still talk about comedy stuff, and we'll still watch, we'll probably still do some breakdowns on some comedy bits and stuff. I enjoy doing that, and it's not like we're not a comedy podcast anymore. It's just... um, It felt disingenuous to tell people, hey, you want to follow on our journey? When I'm like, I don't know if people want to take the same steps that we're taking. We're doing an alternate approach. You can still follow our journey. I'm still dick hard for comedy. Yeah. It's just grinding it out in the clubs every weekend to eventually get to a point where you can do it as a job or whatever is is not feasible where we live with our current It's a situation. little different for us because the club that we're at is in a town of maybe, if you pull the neighboring towns, we're talking you might get 100,000 people. Yeah. 14,000 proper, 8, 8, whatever. Yeah. And if people are driving from some distances away, you might get 100,000 people to pull from. Yeah. So what that boils down to 
being in a smaller town like that, is on any given night, the audience is a lot of repeat people, yeah. especially open mics. Yep. And I, I treated it like golf. Like, you know, I don't know if we went over this before, but I feel like comedy is very similar to golf. It's a skill game that the most, and it's you versus yourself. You're not versing it, you know, against anybody else. And the main thing you need is feedback. So if I'm out there and I'm swinging a golf club, that's the same thing as me writing a joke. Right. And then if I take it to the range, that's the same thing as me doing it at an open mic or maybe workshopping it with some people. <clears throat> but no matter how much I think about swinging or think about the joke, until I actually try it on the day of, yeah. I'm not going to know what's going to happen. And when you do hit the golf ball, you know, there's so many moving parts, so many things that can go wrong. So when you hit the ball, if it veers straight to the right, you're like, okay, a few things happened. You know, it's my swing path, the club face, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're looking for feedback. Now that you know the result, you can try to figure out what went wrong. Yeah. So if I tell a joke and it fucking bombs, well, I'm like, okay, I need feedback. Hmm. So the, the thing that I was struggling with, and it's why I, I kept going to an open mic and I refused to kind of do the same material twice. Yeah. Because it's like once I did it, I couldn't really work on it. Right, because, because you're doing it to the same people. The same people. And if so they've you heard, get that initial hit the first time you tell it, but if you... You know, no joke is as funny the second time as it was the first time. No. So if the you're telling it to the gone, same people... They know the premise. And they all know you've done setup, is change a couple words. You're not going to get a different result telling it to the same crowd. So it's tough to... to try, and like in a bigger city, you can go to multiple places, multiple rooms. <clears throat> yeah. And you can try to work it out. And it, it was tough there. So I, it was... I had a lot of pressure to constantly try to come up with new stuff just so I could try to figure out what was funny from that. And then I was trying to like Frankenstein it and piece these together. I'm like, this 30 seconds here worked, this minute worked, and I was trying to squish it together. Yeah. And it just didn't work in practice because I wasn't getting the right amount of feedback. And so that's why I was like, kind of like, well, fuck. If we don't live in a place where I can go to multiple, multiple open mics. But i am kind of gotten over that. And I think that just came with a little bit of time of being like, all right, I've just got to stop being so insecure about comedy and thinking, am I funny? Am I not funny? It's like, I've yeah. definitely gotten laughs. I think there was like a, you know, stand-up comedy for us was always the thing that you saw on TV or you heard on an album, but you never, we'd never seen it in person, really, other than going to like a, a huge, there was no place we could go check out a local open mic. There was no place we could see a showcase show. We went to like, you went and saw Kevin Hart, and I went and saw Burt Kreischer yeah. a couple of times, and like big, big events. And that We've was our only- some shows together, Burt Kreischer and whatnot. Yeah, that- that's the only metric we ever had to understand stand-up comedy. We never got to see the underbelly. Yeah. We never got to see the club scene. We never... Where there's five audience members. Yeah. So it was like, we didn't really know what to expect going in. And I think now that we've kind of entered that scene and entered that world and have had the chance to speak with some com comics and people who do do it for a living, and now we understand that there are so many levels to this thing. It's not like... You know, you do a couple open mics and then you do it in an arena. Yeah. I never thought that that's the way it was, but I never saw what was in between that. And now I think that we understand what we can expect of ourselves. I think it's a whole lot more fun. And for, like doing those jokes. But to like, do a podcast telling people how to do it. Yeah, that's seems, a little. Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't, we're not in the ideal scenario. Like if I was in a big, giant metropolitan city. And I could go up a bunch of like, all right, tonight we hit three open mics. These were the results. Right. That would be cool. Someone else take that idea and run with it. We got a bit of a different path here. You know, we got to get a little creative. Doesn't mean we still no. can't hit and get on bigger places. We're still going to be traveling. I'm still applying to festivals and stuff. So. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn down any big opportunities by any means. <clears> but <throat> I think it would be more fun for you and I both to lean more into the the writing and the sketch stuff and. It's something we both enjoy. We both enjoy filming and editing and coming up with ideas and writing scripts Touching and storyboarding. each other's dicks, get on our knees. Blowing each other, 69. And Feeling you grow in my mouth. Just, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. We got something to do. I had a bitch at Shoney's tell me that one time and I almost threw up on my shoes. <laughs> She's like, I want to feel you grow in my mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> That means she wants to start sucking it soft? Yeah. Suck it soft, babe. But here's the thing. <laughs> As a 32-year-old, I'm like, if I got told that now, holy shit, shut it down. I'm, I'm set for weeks. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. At 17? At 17, I'm just like, mm-mm, that's the girl. Ew. Remember how your standards used to be like... You're not Hillary Duff, and I would never. Never. <laughs> I 
Hillary Duff could still get it. Sorry, Kay. She could. Oh, absolutely. And so could Ryan Reynolds. Dude, I was at the. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're bouncing around a lot. Anyways, what I was basically going to say is now that I go to shows, I don't mind doing my same material again because it took me a year to finally get the confidence to be like, I am funny. Because uh, early on, I had some people tell me that like I was doing some cheap tricks with like act outs and this that, and the other and then i took that like oh you got to be a purist you got to stand in front of the stool and tell jokes and if you can't do that you yeah, re- i mean some of us can do that and yeah. <laughs> some of us you know and i'm just like however you need to do it i learned from eddie murphy and uh fucking richard pryor and people like that and they did a ton of act outs so they moved around and just the shit that makes me funny is that so it took me a while to get confidence in what i was doing and now like i don't mind telling the same jokes at an open mic because now it's just like when i get on stage the feedback I'm looking for is like, I almost don't need the audience as much. Yeah. I just need like the feel of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, do I have faith in this? And if I have faith in something and it makes me laugh, it's going to get a laugh. Yeah. I've got this joke right now that I still can't get, put my finger on. It's about like mutual masturbation with me and my wife because, you know, hack shit. Got to talk about sex. But there's this line where I'm talking I mean, about. doesn't have a mutual masturbation joke. Yeah, no. But we're talking about like, you know, the term for touching somebody is called heavy petting. Yeah. And I talk about, like, you know, that's weird because I'm trying to touch genitals, not give a warning at the zoo. Yeah. And then I go into a little act out. And then after that, I just go, this is kind of weird, but the first time I ever got with a girl, I out loud said, this is called heavy petting. Yeah. And then I gave her a sugar cube because she was a good girl. Yeah. And that's just something I said when I was thinking about the bit. Yeah. I was just kind of saying it, and it made me laugh. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to try that on stage. It doesn't make any sense. There's no setup. There's no punchline. Yeah. Every time I've told it, it gets a huge laugh, and I'm like, I don't. And the last time I was on I stage, I guess because you pet a whore. I, I mean, I get, I get the correlation, but yeah, I don't understand why it pops. I get like the it correlation, does. and it's a funny thing to say, but it just doesn't make sense in traditional joke structure, setup, punchline, misdirect, whatever. Yeah, I don't understand why it gets the pop it does. No, but. and and I was on stage, and I was just like, and I remember one time, like, I got a huge laugh off of it, and I out loud said, like, I don't fucking understand why that works. <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. Like, it's like in my my. Uh, my one bit that I do, <laughs> my my chocolate syrup sex story. Uh, there's a part where I go, "That's a lot of chocolate." Every time I have to stop right there and let people finish laughing. It's That's, not a funny. It's not funny. It's not a funny thing of words. You're yeah. literally stating what's happening. But I think at that point you've put a sketch in their head, and they can see you, the character, in that moment yeah, saying that. But yeah. maybe I don't that's know, the same thing. Weird it's, it's fucking hard. weird. But now I finally got the thing where it's just like, if I feel confident enough to, to do something, if I think it's going to work, and because I'm no longer putting the stress on myself, like, I'm something that, you know, I need to go after this. Like, right. I need to do this. Now that I'm just having fun again, uh, it, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's a whole lot more fun now. And we will continue to do it. And we're going to continue to do this podcast. We're going to get back to doing this regularly. Um, oh, something else. Because I have been going to open mics, unlike you. I've been, yeah. been going back. And I... Uh, <laughs> something that happened that was kind of weird. The lady that was hoping the, hosting the open mic, and because um, for me, I feel like if you can't get them laughing within the first 20 seconds, then it's going to be a tougher show. Mm-hmm. You got to get them right off the bat. Yeah. So that's why I love kind of like tagging the previous comedian. Like if they say something, I'm like thinking, I'm like, what can I hit them with? Think of something. Yeah. And I didn't have anything, and I'm like, fuck. It's, I'm, it's a minute before I get to my first joke. This is going to be not my best set. And before I get on stage, she goes, this guy right here is very funny. And I was like, really? Because she's part of the Knoxville crowd. And I was just no. like, oh. I was like, I, I didn't. <laughs> You've got a problem. With they don't that. think very highly of me. And then. I think that's in your head. But she anyway. goes, you know, uh, he's very funny. And he's very attractive. I'm just going to say it. And it fucking floored me. <laughs> you pretty pumped about that? <laughs> then I get on stage and I just talked about that. I was like, about goddamn time. Yeah. Get some respect. Got to laugh off that and stuff. Which lets you calm down and roll into your yeah stuff. but it just also gave me a laugh so i'm like okay right. cool yeah i can take my time getting to the next one yeah. but the big thing i was thinking about is like that was an unsolicited compliment i was like you know what maybe it's not so bad to get cat called a lot of these bitches complaining <laughs> every time me and kayla in atlanta and somebody's like cake fat ass white girl i'm like maybe it's not that bad like for me i'm just like that is so rude and disrespectful she's not a piece of meat but then it happens to me, and I'm like, whoa, goddamn. Yeah. I mean, granted, I it's once mind. every 12 years as opposed yeah. to like every day, so maybe that's the problem, but still. I wish someone would tell me I'm pretty every once in a while. Dude, that was the weirdest thing. After the open mic, like, several people came up to me, and they were like, dude, that was weird. She said that thing about you being attractive. 
And I was like, is that because you don't think I'm attractive? I'm like, they're like, <laughs> they're like no, because she didn't also say it about me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you think you're, sweetie, you think you're the same level of cuteness? I mean, on a scale of one to 10, I know I said it like six. But where the fuck do you think that you're, you're at? You're, six, like, <laughs> you're, you're a hard six. You're a fucking gargoyle, dude. <laughs> Well, thanks. If I paint, not you, I'm talking about the people who are talking to me. I'm like, if they painted you gray and put you on a building, like, come on, bro. I'm just kidding. Everybody at the comedy club is, we have a very sexy club. A lot of hot. I'd I, fuck our club. I'd fuck the shit out of our club. Yeah, I'd fuck our club. All right, well, this was a fucking, this was a podcast. <laughs> I was just, I was going down the line picturing all of the people at the club and who and I would and wouldn't fuck. And for some reason, I started with the dudes. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> Dude, I'm such a. But I was like, Johnny, that's a tough looking man. Yeah, Johnny kind of in shape. Puts in shape, yeah. Just going down in my. Brian's tall. (laughs) Yeah, I bet Brian's got a fucking hammer. Sean's got to grow that beard back. I am sorry. Sean, if you're listening, grow that fucking beard back, dude. Uh, He looks like the quintessential bully in a Christian movie. (laughs) One of those made for TV Jesus You losers, get out of here. You're lucky. (laughs) You're lucky. If I catch you around here again. <laughs> oh. That's the only time I've ever heard him go Boston is in that bit. Yeah. But, you're uh, lucky. You're, you're lucky. lucky. Or when he says rum. Yeah, rum. It's like, why is all the rum gone? <laughs> it's a room. It's room. room. You're going to move here. You got to elongate the vials. Room. <laughs> all right. Thanks, uh, Chris, for putting me on the long drink situation. I blame you for uh, this podcast coming off the rails. It got a little weird. We got canceled like 17 times, but... Uh, you know, for it's our eight listeners, get, cut us some slack. For, it's gonna get better, I promise. For eight listeners, except everyone at Tappahannock, Tappahannock, rejoice! Yeah, <laughs> remember last time we shouted out and it was like, "Hey, if you're actually in Tappahannock and listen, hit, drop a comment, let us nothing." So <laughs> I checked your analytics again. It's like twenty five hundred plays in Tappahannock. So Tappahannock, rejoice, you bitches! If you actually exist, I think it's some kind of like bot situation. But like, whatever its views, I don't give a fuck. I haven't checked our analytics in months. I don't know where we're at. Anyways, this has been Opening the Mic. If you like this video, hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. And other than that, we will catch you on the next one. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Let's be clear about this, guys. We're not going to agree on everything.